0: Things podcast is brought to you by audible.com. Head on over to audibletrial.com/thingspodcast and sign up for a free 30-day trial. And you get a free audiobook. You get free things on a podcast called Things. Doesn't get any better than that. Maybe it does. But for this podcast, it does not get any better than that. Free things On a podcast called Things. AudibleTrial.com slash Things Podcast.
1: Things. It's My thing is a fan. From? From South Korea. (laughs) Oh, I need to ask, is it an
0: electrical fan or like a fan? No one can see this, but I'm fanning myself. It's
1: like a hardcore fan that I actually got at the Korea Art Center like one of the museums, the traditional Korean folk village museum in South Korea, in Seoul. And I got it and I saw it and I was like, oh my God, I love this. And I bought it and my friend was like, who is Korean? She was like, what's what's the point of getting this fan? And I'm like, because it's like, I just, I sort of attach to it. It's very funny how we attach to things, but yes, I attach to this fan and um, I have it hanging up on like my wall as decoration. I actually don't use it. Because I'm afraid something's going to happen to it. So irrational, irrational desires towards fans. But yes, it's one of my souvenirs that I really love. There's actually a lot of souvenirs I got from South Korea that I really love. But that's one of my favorites.
0: Is it one of those, like, is it kind of a touristy thing to do? Like how people come (gasps) to New York and buy, like, t-shirts and postcards?
1: Well... No, because it's so much cooler. It's so much cooler if you do it in any, like a country that like you've never been to that. It's like, oh, South Korea. Like it's just when I when people talk about getting like a postcard in New York, it's like, mm. yeah, but this was like an artist fan where. So let me just tell you the story. Can I tell you the story? Can
0: yes, you, tell you can tell the story?
1: story. Awesome. So it was 2012. It was about to be 2013. I celebrated New Year's 2013 in Korea. And we went to the traditional Korean folk village because I was obsessed with anything traditionally Korean because I actually didn't know a lot about their culture, their history or anything. And I'm like, I want like Korean class one-to-one. Like that was my thing. And I, um, I went to the Korean folk village and we almost didn't get in. It was snowing. BT dubs. If you choose to go to Korea in December, January, I'm sorry, I am not, I am not advising you to go to Korea December, January. It was like, I think the coldest day was negative 16 degrees below Celsius. So the plane tickets then are really cheap. Exactly. Plane tickets are really cheap. It's the holidays. It's a good time for a student to go. Yeah. If you're a student, just go ahead. Just dress warmly wear nice insulated boots but yeah. So we it was snowing like usual it was snowing throughout most of the time there and um we went to the Korean folk village and we almost didn't get in because the uh the museum was actually gonna close but we ended up getting in and we saw a really cool awesome performance and it was just a great day I hadn't seen my friend in she's a, she's like my best she's not like my best friend she is my best friend in three years and yeah if she hears this be like what like your best friend what is my best friend and um, pretty much when we went over <laughs> to the gift shop I saw this fan and it's just it was just it looks sketched out and just very simple it looked like someone literally painted or drew the fan uh, drew on the fan so I just sort of got attached to it and I didn't know whether to get it or not because it was like a20 dollars fan. And um, it's not electric. It's total old school. You can flip it like in a geisha movie fan. And I just sort of fell in love with it. I'm like, this is one of my souvenirs. I love it so much. And she's like, okay, if you want to waste $20 on like a fan you got here, why not you crazy American? Why not? So I could sort of I guess like, it's sort of like a postcard, but it's useful. Like I, I postcards useful too. But I feel like in the summertime in New York, I could walk around with that and lower your sign and be like, yeah, I got this in South Korea. Be <laughs> I mean, one of those cool people. Um, but no, I, I just, I probably would also look like a dork. Be like, oh, why are you walking with that around? Isn't that expensive? <laughs> why would you do that? There's only one you can get. Uh, but yeah, it's one of my things.
0: So what is there a picture that's on it or a painting can I show it to you? Yes, you can show it to you, right? You can show it ah, to me.
1: Awesome. Yeah. No, you awesome. must only
0: describe the object to me because
1: <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't sure if I could show it or not. So here, there are no um, rules to this podcast. So this is this is Ooh. the fan. I know, right? And it has a little charm. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. I just and it has like just a bird on it. I don't know what kind of bird that. that it, I don't. Yeah, it's like a type of bird. I have no idea what kind of bird that is, but. I just saw it, and I was like, it has lotus blossoms. I love the lotus flower. It's my flower. It's just one of my symbols. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's just, it has art on it. I just, I'm one of those people that are like, someone looks like it, they drew on it. This is special. <laughs>
0: <laughs> someone made this with their bare hands.
1: Someone made this handcrafted. It's like Whole Foods, but not. <laughs> <laughs> the Whole Foods a fan. The Whole Foods of the fan, they made it just by hand. I can't say if it's like, I guess it's, I don't even want to think about it if it's recyclable. Because even thinking about like, even thinking about just recycling it just makes me like, no, you don't understand what I went through to get this. I walked in the snow in Ugg boots. Poor me.
0: <laughs> Sounds like real hardship.
1: Oh, it was, it was, it was so hard in my life. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you walked out with a fan in winter for which you have no use during the winter
1: exactly exactly no use for it whatsoever just to sort of have it and I came back home my mom's like wow that's like really pretty are you gonna destroy like what's gonna happen are you gonna use this You're gonna what are you gonna do and I'm just like I'm gonna hang it up on my wall as decoration call it a day she's like okay (laughs) but yeah that's one of the things I look at and I just remember that time period I'm like ah good good times good times So why South Korea? Why South Korea? Well, my best friend was born there Mm -hmm. and she actually, my sophomore year of high school and when she was in high school, she decided to come as an exchange student over to America. It was her dad's idea. Her dad was like, go to America, learn English, try to get into an American school, come back and be like, yeah, I won. (laughs) I win at life. But um, she came over, and she met me, and she actually didn't know any English at all. Like, when you go to a foreign country, and you study the language in school, whether it be Spain or France or Germany, wherever, and you go there, you don't realize how much you don't know until you are in the country. Mm -hmm. And people are shouting at you in that language, and you're just like, I have no idea what you're saying. I'm so sorry. Please don't yell at me. But um, it it was actually, uh, so she came over, and I just sort of, we just clicked. We just became best friends. She didn't speak any English. I didn't speak any Korean, but we both spoke a similar like subtextual language in between us that we were like, I get you. I don't understand what I'm you're saying, but I totally get you, man. So, um, so we became fast friends and, um, I'm first generation Panamanian and Puerto Rican. So my mom and dad both had trouble with English. So I sort of could identify with her I can never ever say I've been I've been lucky that English is sort of the universal language. I think all Americans or anyone who speaks English as their primary language is very lucky because we don't have to fight so much to understand someone else's language because everyone else pretty one everyone else pretty much knows english so it's very easy for us to just be like do you speak english and they'd be like yeah a little not a lot but a little like i can sort of get what you're saying to me meanwhile they're speaking like some weird dialect and you're like i don't even i don't even know what you're saying i have no idea but um so i can never say that I know what exactly what she went through. I don't think anyone can, but I can say I identified only because like my parents went through something similar where my mom didn't understand what people were saying, and my dad used to like have a really hard time, but he had a tutor that actually taught him English. Mm-hmm. So he sort of like it became a lot easier for him. But um, but yeah, so we became fast friends, and college it was sort of like she'd get into an American Ivy League school or she'd go home and she would try to get into a school there, but she was sort of missing home. And she's like, you know what? I think I'm just going to go home. She had a boyfriend at home. It was just, it was a lot happening. So she's like, I'm going to go back home and you're going to visit me in Korea. And I didn't know if it was going to happen or not. Mm -hmm. But junior year of college, I was like, why not? Why not? So I called her up and I'm like, I'm coming to Korea. She's like, really? Is this really happening? And we'd spoken. Um, like for three years on the phone, through Skype, through email, through Kakao talk, through everything. And which is like Facebook, but not, it's like a, fa- it's like a text message. It's like a Facebook messaging system, but it's Korean mm-hmm. and it's really, ha- it's really handy. And, and we kept in contact and it's like, it's great when you can meet a friend and be like, I feel that we haven't seen each other in a while, but it still feels like I just spoke to you yesterday. Like it's been years, but I just spoke to you like two days ago and we just take off from where we left off. So yeah, Um, that's one of the reasons why I picked Korea. It could have been Bali, someplace warm. It's just Korea made more sense. I've never been there. It's her home country. And I can actually like delve into the country from a perspective of someone who was born there and lived there for most of their life. So that was something I really wanted to sort of chew into get that off my bucket list
0: <laughs> favorite thing to do and favorite thing you did in korea rather
1: oh good question good question oh my god there's like 10 million things like i stayed there for two and a half weeks i wanted to get the full experience cindy i wanted to be like immersing i wanted to leave there and be like yeah i know it but i ah it's really hard to pick you know what my favorite thing I did there but it's sort of like categorizes into a million things. I just love traveling from place to place and learning. Mm-hmm. Like it's one thing, but it it actually isn't because I pretty much learned everything everywhere, somewhere. I mean, I learned that you have to appreciate life because we don't live next to a country that and as you know, like South Korea, it's a pretty, it's pretty much like in war. It's never stopped being in war. It like ended with a, okay, our guns are pointing at you, your guns are pointing at me, we won't shoot, but we could. Mm-hmm. And you never realize like how lucky you are to just go on a New York City subway. I think now we're thinking about this more, but at the time period, I never had to really worry about going on a New York City subway and there's like gas masks, like in case there's like a nuclear war, please put on these masks. Like we, didn't we don't really think that way as Americans it's like no like I'm we, ass- primar-
0: yeah, we assume that we can get from point a to point b safely exactly. most of the time without exactly fear of
1: death exactly yeah so that was a learning experience going to like young book palace and just learning about the history which is American history is like so so when you look at all the other ancient civilizations you're just like Wow. American history is pretty easy. Like you you're grateful mm-hmm. that your American history te- like textbook is just like 200 to like 500 pages big at most. You're just like, "Okay, I pretty much know a lot of American history." But when you go to like South Korea or even in Europe, any place in Asia, Europe, any place that had like a huge dynasty, you're just like, "Okay." I have to chew this all in five minutes. And I still didn't scratch the surface. Like it's just that lovely experience that you could keep learning and keep delving into these subjects. And um, it was it was that and traveling from the northern part of South Korea to the southern southern part of South Korea that I really enjoyed and the different sort of dialects and cultures and stories. And each little province has their own little culture just like Everywhere in the States, we have our own little type of culture, like Chicago-style hot dogs, New mm-hmm. York-style pizza. So it's it's nice that I could sort of experience that. So just learning, just immersing myself in learning was pretty much the favorite thing that I did. I just have to share
0: that Ohio pizza sucks so much. <laughs> so much. St- it just... I think there's something wrong, fundamentally wrong in the way they bake. Fundamentally wrong with Ohio pizza. There's something fundamentally wrong with the dough they're using or making. It's just You know what you know what it is
1: though? In San Francisco, yeah, it's the water. In San Francisco, they have great pizza, like New York style pizza, because they literally ship in the water our God knows what our water through. Why? Anyone? Why would you want to ship that water? Good question. Apparently it makes really good pizza. But yeah, I think that like I was on the ferry the other day with my dad. I'm like, oh, I just saw like a little dirty diaper float by in the Hudson. He's like, really? I'm like, no, I'm just being sarcastic. But you definitely know what I mean.
0: Is it weird that I believed you? I believe that you saw...
1: My dad a, did, too. <laughs> yeah, my dad did, too. He totally did. He's like, where? I'm like, Dad, I'm being sarcastic, but that's funny. <laughs> that's funny you believed me because it's that, it's that bad. Yeah, they ship in the water, and apparently it makes really great pizza. I'm sorry if someone gets indigestion from eating San Francisco, <laughs> New York-style pizza. We apologize. <laughs> <Joy>. We apologize. <laughs> we apologize for our dirty waters. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> good pizza. It is enjoy pizza. it while you eat it. It's great pizza. Dollar yeah. Pizza. Chicago yeah. deep dish is great too. Yeah, Ohio. So Ohio pizza. What is this, Cindy? This Ohio pizza. This Ohio pizza is
0: this dough that does not has not quite risen. It's like they don't have yeast in them, or I don't know. Like it just it's, oh. it's like I like don't a know. Flatbread. It's worse than a flatbread because it's thick. <laughs> it's worse. It's like oh, a God. thick flatbread, with not enough sauce, and definitely not enough cheese. Like just the whole- sorry for anyone
1: <laughs> who's from Ohio who loves Ohio pizza. Sorry. Apologize in advance.
0: <laughs> I do not apologize because it sucks. It was awful. I hated everything. I could not have bread. Their bagels also suck. It was just awful.
1: It was bad. Their bag- <laughs> the bagels. Well, suck. anything New York bagels, come on. Yes. Like, I think the only bagels that I've had that was better was Israel. But let's be for real. They made the... They invented exactly,
0: the thing.
1: <laughs> exactly. Like, you can't, like... Oh, bagels. Apparently, Boston has really great bagels, too. Did not know that. Have not had a Boston bagel. Boston bagel. bagel. I Me mean, neither. I trust them, though. I trust them. I trust Boston. <laughs> You're Red Sox fans, but I trust you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so of the different places in korea that you've been to do mm-hmm. you have a favorite oh seoul
1: <laughs> it sucks too because i went to the three major cities I i went to uh seoul daegu and busan busan's awesome but seoul just has this special place in my twisted little new yorker heart it's like oh my god you guys are like new york city people but it's like you're on crap. It's like New York City on crack, and your water is clean, and your subways don't stink of putrid piss, and college student vomit. It's just a beautiful thing. Um, (laughs) Yeah, Seoul, just, Seoul will always, Seoul is actually one of my favorite cities in the world, and I've been to a nice handful of cities in my life, Mm -hmm. like different cities. So I would say that Seoul is my, if I had to pick another city to live in, I'd pick Seoul. I definitely pick Seoul. Unfortunately, it's really far away from everyone th- I know and love. But if I had to, like, something happened that I had to pick a city, not New York, it would probably be Seoul. Just because it's the closest to New York City. Not saying that I'm not adventurous. But there's just something about home. It's it's home, but it's not. It's completely not home. It's still exotic and far away. And I use exotic in a very, like, I've never been there term. I'm very careful how I use that word now. <laughs> <laughs> So yes, I've never been there before in a type of never been there before exotic city. Yes, <laughs> it's white, like my favorite place. We could talk about that if you want. Like why I brought that up—the exoticness or yeah, the exoticness Go and for why it. that word. Go for it. So my sister the other day was like. I hate the word exotic and I'm like why it's such a pretty word it has an e and an x and we have so little words in English that have ex and t's and it sounds like a normal word exotic and she's like because people use it for things that they know like oh that girl looks so exotic it's like she's not an alien yeah exactly Cindy exactly it's like oh she's a different race so she's exotic how interesting. And it's like, no, honey, you've seen people that look like us. You, you have next door neighbors that look like us. So we're not exotic. And uh, my, I was like, damn it. So when can I use the word exotic? Because I do love that word. And she was like, you can pretty much use it for anything you've never experienced. I'm like, so can I say I went to Korea and the cities that I stayed in were an exotic experience for me? She's like, yeah, just don't go calling my hair exotic. She's like, my hair isn't, like, you have hair like mine. It is not exotic. (laughs) So now I'm careful how I use that word. But Seoul is exotic to me, not the city part. Like, yeah, the subway system, the city, yeah. That's all stuff I've been through. I'm a New Yorker. But um, just being there in Oppa gangam style and the culture, yes, of course. I had to bring it up. And the culture and the way um, just everything sort of flows in that city It's just, it's a new, different, exotic experience for me. She's going to hear this and be like, Lisa. (laughs) That's not how that works. That's not how that
0: works. (laughs) It works for saltwater fish that are multicolored, and that's about it.
1: (laughs) And have three eyes. Three eyes. (laughs) You can't even use it for the multicolored ones.
0: (laughs) Speaking of exotic, I saw the drowsy chaperone today.
1: How was that? It was actually. a good friend, Ari, was was doing that.
0: It was really good. It was really, really good. In the start of Act 2, I don't know if you've ever seen it. I've never seen it. I feel like I was supposed to watch something of it and then totally just didn't, like for class, and (laughs) just did not. You missed something. (laughs) So then Act 2 starts, curtain opens, and there are people in sort of like. A kimono, and I'm just like, oh my god, where oh, is this wow. going? Where is this going? And it turned oh, out, gosh. and it was like making fun of the whole, like, in early, by early I mean like 1920s Broadway musicals. They have that one Or two characters that are just really offensive stereotypes. Oh, God. Oh, God. (laughs) I mean, it was hilarious. I was sitting there. I was like, this chair is uncomfortable. I'm kind of uncomfortable. What is happening? (laughs) And then they explained it. I was just like, okay, thank God.
1: Thank they God they got, it's that and not what yes. I think it is. Yes. Thank God it's not like someone trying. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, I've been, through, I've been through a few musicals like that where I'm like, are they making fun of the fact that this is wrong? Or are they? I don't get it. I mean. In, like, yeah, they're making fun of it. Oh, okay, good.
0: What's that musical with the tap Repeat dancing on the ship? Oh. There's tap dancing in ships. It's Cole Porter. Uh, carousel? Not carousel. There's no ships in carousel.
1: Anything Goes. Is that even cold Porter? Oh. Anything
0: <laughs> Goes. Anything Goes. Yes, yes, yes. Has, has the goes. two Asian twins in Anything Goes. I think their names are like Ting and Ling. Ting and Ling. No one, they didn't try very hard. <gasps> hey, hey.
1: So one of my favorite <laughs> o- operas, Toronto. Okay. Toronto has three uh, sort of councilmen and it's like Ping, Ting, and Ling or something like that it's like super and it's supposed to be in ancient china mm-hmm. like that's the thing and it's like they have really complicated names like zuli like really compli- like you have to take like pieces of vowels to make these names to make it all like make sense to become a word and it's just like how did you get to ping like how did you do that like these are complicated intense names how'd you just go hmm, it's like, my name is Tuntun Kamen Robosi Ha, like, whatever, and go on and on. And it's like, yeah, I'm going to call you Joe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Isn't that what the immigration officials did at, um, yeah. on Ellis Island?
1: Yeah, definitely. Just, definitely. Yeah,
0: your name's a little hard to say, so I'm just going to make up, make up one. You have a new name yes. now. Welcome to America. This is what we do. Exactly. <laughs>
1: Exactly. Welcome to America. This is what we do. We don't like your name. We're going to change it. Your name's hard to pronounce and we're sort of lazy. So we're going to change that too. <laughs> we're going to change just your whole name. Yeah. A lot of people's names are completely different. There are people that like are related to other people and their names are different and it's because of Ellis Island and all that. Yeah. My dad didn't actually come through Ellis Island. He came through this pier that doesn't exist anymore in the city. I don't, That's I think awesome. it's like, I know, yeah. I'm like, Dad, did you come through? He's like, no, I didn't it go through Ellis Island, please. It's like, I came over on a banana boat from Panama. He's <laughs> like, it was great. We ate fish all the time, made friends with the chef. It was awesome. He's like, and I came over, and that pier doesn't exist anymore. It's actually right, I think it's close to the Brooklyn Bridge. It's very mm-hmm. close to the Brooklyn Bridge. It's like near, uh, yeah, it's where the Brooklyn Bridge meets the city. And he was around there. So I'm like, Dad, they didn't change your name. He's like, of course not. Of course. He's like, are you kidding me? He's like, no, this is like the 60s. No one was changing our family name. That was not happening. <laughs> so, uh, so we never we never had to deal with that. I'm pretty sure if I go to Panama, though, there's a lot of different versions of Culpa. It's like Culpa, Culpas, Culpo. Like, there's so many different different names. Mm-hmm. And my friend was like, your last name means my fault, mea culpa, it literally means fault, and she's Haitian. So she was like, ha ha, I'm Duje, and your fault. And, like, <laughs> I was like, first of all, we don't know if that's, I, we're, I don't think we're Italian. I don't think there's any Italian missionaries that came over to Panama or any Italian people. I'm not going to say missionaries. My dad likes to think it's missionaries. It's probably, like, people who jump boat. I was like, yeah, I'm not paying my taxes. I'm <laughs> heading over to the New World. So, like, Something like that. But yeah, um Ellis Island. Luckily, Ellis Island wasn't a factor for my dad or my mom. They got to keep their names. <laughs> Back to Korea. Back to Korea.
0: Korea. You question it. I question. Korean food? Korean food. I could
1: talk about Korean food. Oh Cindy. <laughs> oh Cindy. My favorite Korean food is uh topoki. Mm-hmm. Uh it's like I wish I could spell that, but the English spelling of that is like D D E K K O B B. Uh, it's like so complicated, and I'm not that skillful. I'm so sorry, but I'm not. I'm not that skilled. Um, but yeah, it's literally, it's it's uh, it's pretty much ri- it's ah uh, it's like rice. It's so hard to explain. It's like rice cakes. There we go. Mm-hmm. It's not like rice. It is rice cakes. It's like rice cakes with just this wonderful sauce of spicy hot goodness you could put ramen noodles in there there's fish flesh in there it's just so spicy and earthy and it's probably like really bad for you i'm pretty sure if i eat it constantly it's not so good for you but i could live on it i could live on it die happy get like this weird like pot belly from just eating like this rice like these rice cakes and like fish flesh like ground fish flesh it's just so good clears out your sinuses oh yeah oh yeah it clears up that whole if you want yeah if you want something that like it will your it's very hot though will irritate it might irritate if you're not like sensitive or if you are sensitive to spicy food it's gonna like get you a little puffy here and there (laughs) where is here and there here and there like your tongue okay (laughs) nothing nothing serious trying to figure out where this is nothing off. serious like your eyes well it could be your eyes your eyes could tear but not like your arms, cindy obviously your arms. <laughs> i don't know
0: <laughs> have you had korean
1: food in the united states yes i
0: have how does it
1: compare <gasps> okay it depends on where you go so if you go to k-town and there's this place in K-Town. Um, oh, my God. There's so many places. How about... I'm going to pick... I'm going to pick Miss Korea. I love Miss Korea. It is a little bit expensive. But they I think they have, hands down, if you're looking for a Korean place in the city, it has the best Korean barbecue. It has the best tteokbokki. Even though there's another, another... There's a few restaurants that rival it. But the... The Topoki in Miss Korea or the Topo Topoki in Sheila, it's like a restaurant also across from that whole little strip mm-hmm. of Korean town. It's just their theirs is really good. But when I had it for the first time, I didn't know what the hell it was. My friend's like, I'm like, I'm hungry. Because we're walking everywhere. That's the other thing about Korea. You walk everywhere and you're burning all these calories. I'm like, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. She's like, oh God, American, here. And we we pull over to this like food stand. And um, this woman is literally just making these cakes and putting the sauce on it. And it's just, she's just making it right there. Her hands are probably freezing. She doesn't care. And it was like, it had to be like two or $3, not even. It was so cheap. And she just gives it to us in this little like paper canister. She's like, here, enjoy, have a great stay in Korea. And I tried it and I'm like, this is everything. I don't know what it was. It was like, this is everything. This is so good. So that experience will never rival like nothing in New York or the States, I think could rival that experience of just having it right there off the little food station, little food tent. <laughs> but um, I could go
0: on and on. <laughs> what other Korean stories do you have then?
1: Oh my God. Can I just talk about my love of just, first of all, when you hit a certain age, I don't know who's going to be listening to this. just going to be like, oh, my God. But when you hit a certain age, you appreciate all men. You appreciate men in their beautiful way. If oh, You appreciate the sex that you're attracted to. Mm-hmm. So if you're attracted to women, you, you appreciate women. If you're attracted to men, you appreciate men. Mm-hmm. So as you get to a certain age, you begin to appreciate men. And they have this military school in Korea where the guys just dress up like something out of a 1940s just – beautiful World War II, like they came up and they're just so hot. I don't know how else to say. I'm like, a man in uniform doesn't necessarily get me, but a Korean man with his hair, like just slicked back and he's wearing that beautiful navy blue, gorgeous high collared uniform. And he just comes on there and he's like, oh, please take my seat. I don't mind standing for like hours on end. I will die for you. It's all good. Something about that just turns me on. (laughs) That was one of it. I was, like, literally, I woke up my friend who was sleeping next to me on the train. I'm, like, who are those beautiful men that just entered the vicinity? She's, like, oh, they're, like, high-end military guys. Like, those are guys that are going to be generals. Those are guys that might go into politics someday. I'm, like, yeah, I'll take me one of those. Bring one of those back home. <laughs> there's a lot. There's another story that, um, there's just so many. There's the time. I wanted to go there, and I didn't want to be rude. Like, I didn't want to waste food. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't want like, I was wasteful because apparently I was reading this, like, book and they and they were like, yeah, if you, if you don't eat the food, you're wasteful. You're, like, a wasteful person. And I'm like, oh, I have to eat everything on my plate then. So, like, my my friend's dad was like, oh, she's eating everything. Let me feed her more. Let me feed her more. <laughs> so, you know, like, the fish, if you feed them too much, they start to, like, <laughs> implode. <laughs> That's pretty much the experience I was going through. I was like – slowly, slowly just exploding within myself. I couldn't, I couldn't take it. And I was, I finally told my friend, I'm like, you know, um, I don't want to tell your dad, like, I don't want to feel like I'm being rude. But, um, the only reason why I'm eating so much is because, uh, I read in a book that it's rude to not eat. She's like, are you serious? She's like, no, you ate so much. Like, you can stop eating. Like, it's okay. I'm like, yeah, but I just feel bad because he just keeps putting more meat and rice and kimchi on my plate. And I just don't know how to say no because I don't want to seem like a rude American. And then you're gonna have a bad impression of me and my people. And I don't want to have that. So I'm just gonna keep eating. (laughs) Like her her dad figured it out and was just dying laughing and was like, oh, have more like sadistic like yeah you you don't want to seem rude okay <laughs> just keep eating and it was it was just like little moments like that that was really cool um I went to some Buddhist temples that was just a great experience my friend was like yeah go in there with a camera just go in there with a camera it's all good and I'm like, okay. And then like the Buddhist nun was screaming like, you can't come in here with a camera. What is wrong with you? I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. My dad was like, really Lisa, would you go inside a church with a camera? Would you go inside a Jewish temple with a camera? And I'm like, um, well, if no one was saying anything, <laughs> the inner the inner film person in me, was just like, oh, this is great footage. Let's see how long I can get away with this before someone yells at me. <laughs>
0: I've actually been kicked out of a mall before because I was filming inside. I didn't
1: know you. Really?
0: Yep. I, we were doing a project for, it was high school and it was literature and we were, we decided that the format of our project was going to be sort of this infomercial thing. Okay. And we went and we like interviewed people at the mall and it was going great until this like security guard guy came up to us and was like you can't film in here and then <sighs> it wasn't like okay let me stop put the camera away and let me go about my day he like made us leave
1: oh my god what did he think you were doing
0: <laughs> I don't know but <laughs> and we continued filming outside and it wasn't until many like kind of like years later it was like I kind of got kicked out of a mall <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i feel kind of your one badass story (laughs) my one badass story i got kicked out of mall for filming a thing for a school project it's
1: not even that badass (laughs) it's pretty badass hey it's pretty badass i think if i got kicked out of anywhere i'd just start crying because i act like such a badass like yeah i don't care i don't care the security guard goes ma'am you can't do that (gasps) i'm so sorry i didn't mean to I'll stop dancing on the table. <laughs> Please don't oh. make me
0: leave. Where Where is this hypothetical situation? What is the setting of this
1: dancing on the table again? Uh, This hypothetical situation hypothetically happened last week. Hypothetically, I was dancing on a table because hypothetically me and my friends decided to go out, have a good time. We're young, hypothetically. Why not? Hypothetically. <laughs> and I hypothetically started to dancing to Beyonce's Flawless on top of a table. They did not ask me to leave because, in essence, it was fun. I got all the girls around me and we are like, we woke up like this! (laughs) But we didn't. (laughs) But we're going to scream it anyway because we're all young. Why not? And all the guys were staring at us like, oh God, This, this girl's rounding up all the women against us. We were grinding with them just two seconds ago. Now they're all feminist power, woman empowerment, singing to Beyonce. What is this? Put on Fifty Cent. Put on Kanye. I need some nice, like, degrading music to grind with my woman. This is still hypothetical, right? This is this is all okay. I'm
0: just it, it, it <laughs> blurred the line there. Oh, I didn't God.
1: know where this was going. I know. I'm just a great storyteller, Cindy. <laughs> great
0: storyteller. What was the most surprising moment of your career trip? Oh.
1: oh my goodness. I think I think I'd have to go with. There was, there was, uh, there was this food, it was like this food and it's silkworm and apparently it's like an edible and you can like eat it. It's like boiled silkworm. Do you have something similar? Probably. In-
0: my mom's talked about eating crickets before
1: and I have a fear <laughs> of bugs. Yeah. It was, it was not, it was surprising in this sense and it's one of the moments that sort of, can sort of like come up like in my head. But uh, the whole Korea trip was surprising, just like everything in their society and culture, everything was surprising. But um, one of the most surprising for that was she was like, eat it. It's a, I think it's called bungegi. She's like, eat it. It's good. It's edible. It's boiled silkworm. Eat it. <laughs> and I was like, okay. When in Korea, do what Koreans do, YOLO. <laughs> and I ate it. And I was surprised the way silkworm tasted. It, it's not bad.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: it tastes a lot like grass and they put a lot of spices to make it good uh, the texture is I, I actually have footage of me eating it and my face is just like a mixture between shock surprise and did I just do this did I really just eat silkworm and for the rest of the trip I had one and I'm like okay I'm good thanks it wasn't so good that you could keep eating and forget it was silkworm it was like oh this is good I'm done now <laughs> i'm done eating this now um another another surprising moment is when my i need my friend basically basically to translate everything for me like mm-hmm. it sucked how little i tried to learn as much korean as possible i'm like i don't want to be the person that shows up in the country that they speak a completely different language and you're just speaking to them in english like that's mm-hmm. wrong so like i learned like help where's the bathroom hi <laughs> nice to meet you it was I like this fo- when i got here yeah, I was. Yeah, exactly. And um, I didn't realize this, but apparently in Korea, knowing English is something I, and I don't know if it's everywhere in the world, but I definitely know in Korea, it's like knowing English is just this big thing. It's a sign of not only education, but privilege. Mm-hmm. And realize that, until my friend was like translating for me. I was talking to like, I went to her church and there was a bunch of people standing around like, where is your, this is new. This is something different. Your friend from New York, come talk to us. Tell us about your life. And I'm just like, hi, I'm Liz. I'm from New York. And my friend translated into Korean. And this girl, okay, I don't understand Korean, but like I said, I understand Maybe it's bitchiness. That's my common language. I I think that's what it is. I think it's it's bitchiness. (laughs) It's like, it's like, I understand bitchiness for some weird, uh, you know, because Mm. I understand it. And um, (laughs) this girl pretty much said to her, like, in Korean, like, just gave her attitude in Korean. And I couldn't say for sure if it was really something attitude, but her tone was all like, I don't need you translating that crap for me. I understand what this chick is saying stop translating and I'm just like was that nastiness so I asked my friend later to confirm because I can't just be like that girl was bitchiness I understand bitchiness I speak bitchiness don't talk to my friend that way but um I asked her she's like yeah she got sort of you know annoyed and jealous that I know English and she was like she pretty much said exactly what you said like don't translate that I understand what that means anyone can understand what that means you don't have to translate everything. And I was like, but you do, because <laughs> because I don't speak Korean, so you do. And I didn't realize that, wow, speaking English is a sign of privilege. You know, going to a school in New York is a sign of privilege. And in like our country, it's like, yeah, in our world, it's like, yeah, this is normal. This is what we do. This is how we live. Mm-hmm. So that, that was also um, a nice little interesting surprise it was different than the bungegi but it was it was also like okay now i know i know what you deal with because she's like i don't really want to use english that much i'm like why not speak in english who cares she's like no you don't understand like people get very offended Uh, and i'm like people get it's sort of like waving around your money it's like making it rain at the club (laughs) when you speak english it's like i got hundred dollar bills and it's like yes that's good. Good for you. But you don't need to throw it in my face. Yeah. And she wasn't. Yeah. But it it didn't, it didn't hit me that, wow, it's like, it's like that.
0: Mm -hmm. So would that be like your, one of your biggest culture shock moments?
1: Oh my God. No, my biggest culture shock moment. (laughs) My biggest culture shock moment was when we went to a Korean grocery store. And it's funny because you either have a culture shock, I didn't realize you could have a culture shock like, oh, this is a great culture shock experience. Like, we should bring this back home. Mm-hmm. But it was a culture shock experience like, wow, we should bring this back home. Like, I want this now in New York in my grocery store. But they don't use bags. Like, we use bags. And what we're trying now, like, Whole Foods is like, if you bring in a bag, we'll, we won't charge you tax. Like, something like to sweeten the pot so you could come. Mm-hmm. And um, in Korea, it's like, no, they use boxes. They use boxes to put all their groceries in. And then once they're done unloading their boxes, they put their boxes in the entrance. The recycle man comes, takes the boxes and you use it over. And I was like, are you kidding me? She's like, yeah, we use boxes. I was like, I love you guys. (laughs) I love you guys. Um, another culture shock moment was I kept freaking out because I'm like, I hope I don't get sick. She's like, no, get sick. That way we could go to like a Korean hospital and I could show you the choice of not having insurance in Korea. It doesn't matter. I'm like, oh sweet. <laughs> so I stopped being afraid of getting sick. And I'm like, I could then go with my little cam co- or like my little Canon camera and just be like this is a Korean hospital this is what it's like to be like have like a socialist sort of environment when it comes to medicine and universal health care in a small country so um that was pretty cool uh another thing was I want to wear red pants to church because in New York red pants was in and I'm like I'm gonna wear a black top and red pants and like boots and that's gonna be my thing she's like oh you could wear that in the street but like you can't really wear that to church because it's not really a church thing I'm like why not it's pants it's all good She's like, no, just wear black, (laughs) just wear black, just blend in with everyone. And I'm like, I don't understand this. But then it sort of hit me like, oh, people blend in here. People don't like, if you stand out, it has to be for a very specific reason. People Mm -hmm. sort of like, like to dress similar, even if it's standing out, you have to stand out in a way that it coincides with everyone else. Um, Makeup was a great culture shock. I went to a makeup store and I accidentally picked up this thing. That it's supposed to give you, like, an extra eyelid or something? I have no idea. I had no... They're like, here, have a free gift. Like, put your hand inside and, and pick. And I thought I was going to get a lip gloss or an eyeshadow. And then I ended up picking, like, this thing to give you, like, bigger eyes. Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, oh... I can't use this. (laughs) My eyes are already way too big. This is not for me. This is not for me. So I gave it to my friend and then I ended up getting like a lip gloss, which is awesome. Um, Speaking to elders was great. I didn't realize that uh, when you speak to elders and you say hello to them, they're like, what a cute little American girl. Oh my gosh, how cute. Her hair is so curly. Her eyes are so big. Oh, adorable. Okay, you can stay. (laughs) You can stay here. So that was also really a really great experience for me. And and just knowing like, if I had to live there, like I love like I said, I love the guys there. I love just the whole entire like chivalry is not dead in Korea. Definitely not. It's like a way to court women. Now it's like, girl, you want me to take you to Applebee's? I will take you to Applebee's. (laughs) Like, that's how it's like in New York. Like, he actually held the door open for me. Oh my God. Like in Korea, it's like, boy, you're not only going to hold the door open for me. You're going to like, make sure that door never closes ever. You're just going to stand out there until I'm done with my meal. Stand out there, hold the door when I'm done. That's when you could come join me. So I sort of love that idea. And just like, just meeting everyone. Everyone's really friendly and nice and It was just, it was all good. I I couldn't, I think I would have had a bigger culture shock if I was like from Southwest because it's like a city. It's like Mm -hmm. a city in Asia. But because I'm from New York, it was actually very easy for me to adapt. Um, Sleeping on the floor was awesome. That wasn't really a culture shock though. That was like the heated floors though, Cindy. What? Heated Uh, floors? Yes. Heated floors. I was worried because I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to have to bring so many layers. And my friend was like, no, what are you talking about? In Korea we have heated floors. I'm like, I'm sorry, is it just your is it just you? Are you are you independently wealthy that you could afford heated floors? She's like, No, it's like everyone in Korea has heated floors. We wouldn't be able to live if we didn't have heated like we could live. It would just be like it would suck. We'd be cold. Some of us might die. It's not a good idea. We should just have heated floors. And I'm like, I went there and, and she set up the whole bed for me. And it was just so nice to have heated floors, heated seats in the subway. Like yeah. I'm telling you. They also had glass, glass doors that when the subway comes, the glass doors open. So no one can try to commit suicide. No one can fall in. Oh, that's so yeah. much safer. I know. I'm telling you, Cindy. I just want to like, be like, you're coming back with me. That man's coming back with me. Those boxes are coming back with me. Like, just start changing things in New York Uh, but a lot of it it's not because we're not cool I I mean I love New York we're so cool it's just we haven't thought of doing that yet I guess (laughs) I guess I guess
0: I guess in in New York the only way you can get a heated um, seat on the subway is if the hobo sat on it before
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was just thinking that I was just thinking that here girl I kept it nice and warm for you farted a little but that's okay (laughs) But it's warm. It's warm. I find it. It's sad. It's like there was this old saying. It's like when a guy gives up a seat for you in New York, it's like romantic. And I'm like, how nice. And it was so funny because I was in Korea and the guy gave up a seat. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is so lovely. Like, and my friend was like, what are you what are you what are you freaky out over? They're supposed to give up the seat. <laughs> this is how life is. Get over it. You poor American. Oh, my God. <laughs> you poor American. The things you deal with. I think my friend had a more more of a culture shock when she came here Mm -hmm. versus when I went to Korea. It was just like her culture shock was when we went to a club for the first time. We were both 18. It was like an 18 over club. And she's like, she's she's into she's like, oh my god, before I head back to Korea, like I have to have an experience with like a dark-skinned man. Like I just want to. I feel like I'm not gonna get it in Korea, obviously. So I might as well just have it in New York. So we're dancing, and of course, like of course, all the black guys are like, yeah, like, why not? Why not? Blazians are beautiful. Blasians are beautiful. Why not? We're on the floor and they start grinding with her. And she just looks at them like, wait, what? What? Whoa. What are you doing? What are you doing? Lisa, we have to go in the bathroom. We have to have a girl talk. What the fuck was that? <laughs> what the hell was that? There we go. What the hell was that? And she was like. She was like, why don't you guys dance like this? They don't dance like that in Korea. Like, they don't even think of holding your hand in public in Korea unless you're seriously dating. Like, what is going on? And I'm like, "Um, this is how we dance in America, I think. It's Mm -hmm. like a thing. She's like, oh, okay. Culture shock for a moment. So in that, it's like for me, she had to deal with guys grinding on her. I had to deal with guys giving up their seats for me on Mm -hmm. subways. (laughs) One of which is more preferable than the other. Exactly, exactly. So um when it came to culture shocks, I actually I don't think I could stay there or did stay there long enough. I feel like two and a half weeks isn't enough. It sounds like a long time, like wow, that's mm-hmm. almost three weeks. But it wasn't enough for me to be like, okay, I just I just had a culture shock, whoa. It was just enough for me to be like, Yeah, nope, this makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense too. So so yeah, all of that was just good.
0: I think it's time for word association. 30 seconds. Korea. Okay. Hot. Spicy.
1: Korean food. Gentlemen. Ooh. Sexy. Military. <gasps> Uniforms. Barbecue. Oh, delicious. Subway. Smelly. <laughs> Exotic oh my god my sister's gonna kill me my sister's hair
0: <laughs> and that's how we shall wrap up this episode
1: awesome what well,
0: thank you so much for doing this
1: no no problem it was such a pleasure and it was so much fun i've always wanted to be in a podcast because i yeah, was hear them are. like this sounds like so much fun i have to get i have to get up at five, so. oh, go to sleep i will bye sleep. girl right, bye. <laughs> bye
0: thank you no problem thank you Hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode of Things. If you want to be on Things, you can. Just head on over to thingspodcast.com and click on leave a message. I have a little prompt about birthday presents. You can record straight into your browser. Or you can use your voice recorder app on your cell phone. Just email the recording to me at thingspodcast at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at things underscore podcast. We're on TuneIn, Stitcher, Facebook. Facebook is Things Podcast. You can listen to previous episodes, find out more about our guests, see pictures of their thing on thingspodcast.com. The next episode drops April 15th, the day your taxes are due. I think between Things Podcast and taxes, Things Podcast takes the cake. Be well.